0: She was walking with her suitcase behind her with a pilot's cap on, and you could see in everyone's face at the airport when they saw her, it was like a little bit of levity. She was so happy and she was like tipping her hat at all the pilots. And (laughs) last year, I, I feel like I had a lot of foresight
1: and I decided I was gonna be like a little backyard homesteader and I bought a bunch of chickens.
2: All this right now is sort of reinforcing our need to really be intentional about how we connect with each other and, and you know how much we tell each other that we love each other.
3: Hi, this is you and me and everyone we know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Brent Love, and whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you are part of a community. You're not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. In this episode, we're talking to Christina, Stephanie, and Chewy. Christina is a mom and teacher who just left Germany for South Dakota. Stephanie is a cybersecurity contractor in Dallas, and Chewy is a leather queen from DC. A little programming note, this episode contains some adult-themed material. Chewy won't mind me saying, He brought the NSFW content to the podcast, and I love him for it. This is your parental advisory. So if you're listening at home with kids, heads up for the third section of this episode. So in the first part of this episode, we're talking to Christina. You might remember her from the second episode of the podcast. Christina, her husband, and their daughter moved to Germany for work last summer. Their daughter Imogen was sick at the time we recorded the first interview. We talked again on March 30th. By then, Imogen was fine. Christina and her family had already left Germany. They decided to leave on a Friday when it became clear that they might not be able to come home for a long time because of COVID-19. They got on an airplane the following Sunday. When we talked, they were quarantining themselves at Christina's mom's house in South Dakota. Christina's mom was upstairs, but they hadn't even hugged since Christina came home. Okay, we're on. We're doing it. Hello. Hi. Okay, Christina, where are you now?
0: Oh, um, I'm in South Dakota, USA.
3: Yeah, yeah. How about that?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a uh, a thing. That was a big transition. We decided on Thursday of last week when the State Department uh, upped the travel warning that we needed to come home. So we didn't get stuck in Germany and wouldn't be able to get home. So we that, packed everything up in a day and flew home.
3: Like so we haven't actually been able to really talk about it, but how did it feel to come to that decision and and how did you know you were making the right decision, I guess?
0: I don't I don't know that we did know. Really, when we woke up on Friday morning, it was after on the 20th, they had made the announcement the night before we saw it the next day. And we we kind of thought about it. We made a pro con list. We called our dads, you know, like got our the relevant advice from and it didn't it didn't feel great. There wasn't like a moment where we were like, yep we got to do this and it's the right thing to do and we're relieved and it's okay. It was, it was very stressful. And it's one of those decisions where you wish someone would come along and be like, this is the right thing to do and it will be okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: how did you feel then when you made the decision? Like what were you feeling at that point? Cause you weren't a hundred percent sure. So I don't know what percentage were you sure? And how, how did you make that,
0: it? Yeah, I think I think that we were sure we had to go. We just weren't like, there was a lot of loose ends to tie up and a lot of things that were stressful around it. Like, you know, we had lived in this place for eight months and so we had things and we had stuff and we had...
3: You had an apartment.
0: A, an apartment. That in, you like
3: fully lived in
0: yeah and i mean i'm
3: imagining all your stuff on the shelves all your toiletries are still in the bathroom yeah you know imogen's i don't know drawings are on the fridge like
0: yeah exactly yeah it it was yeah and we just threw everything into suitcases and then we're lucky enough to have amazing friends there who are going to ship things to us or and could like um check out with our landlord and do th- different things like that, that, that we wouldn't have been able to do this if we didn't have them. So.
3: Cause I just like, can't even imagine the list going through your head of all the things that you were going to have to t- lose since you're going to have to tie up, um, with Michael's job and with the apartment and with your utility bills and like all that stuff. And then I'm imagining you kind of running around packing and all of a sudden like things just kind of coming to you be like, "Oh my gosh, what about this? Oh my gosh, what right. about this?"
0: And actually a lot of it didn't get resolved or started to be resolved until we were stateside because we left on Sunday. So it was the weekend when we decided and packed up packed up and left and nothing was open and you know yeah. there nobody's working or we couldn't talk to our landlord on Sunday. We couldn't do any of that so that was all like like do first and ask for forgiveness later kind of thing and and say you know this is what happened we had to make this decision and luckily everyone's been so fantastic and um it's worked out but it was it was hard knowing that we weren't sure if it was going to so
3: um what did it feel like to get home to the U.S.? Do you feel like you're home actually is maybe another question.
0: yeah, I were at my mom's, and she was amazing and when she heard we were coming back, she like converted her lower level to an apartment for us, and we have a kitchen and everything, so we're able to self quarantine here and yeah it 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 feels like home um It was weird flying into the United States because things were so different when it came to Europe and the United States, as far as how they were responding to uh, the pandemic. So that was that was really jarring. It was very like clinical and very serious in Europe. And then when we got to Chicago, there was, you know, all the stores were still open in the in the airport, and people were coming back from spring break, and there was big groups of people, and everyone was laughing, and we were really it was really shocking actually.
3: Wow, yeah, it was like very in Europe weird. they're just like they're taking everything very seriously, measuring everything, everything's kind of like ordered into i imagine like straight lines, and everyone's kind of having to go through a strict process,
0: yeah, and like we couldn't the you could tell the airline employees were very stressed, it was very tense, and yeah. they were very. Um, yeah, that we could, you know, you went through security one at a time, people would go down, you wouldn't even stand by people in, in line in security and they, um, so yeah, it was, it was weird.
3: (laughs) I mean, you seem now to have kind of a sense of relief about things or do you have like, you know, I, cause I remember talking to you we were talking right before you left and it was very tense. No, you um,
0: called and it was right when we had decided that we were going to come back or we were pretty sure we were going to come back. And you FaceTimed and I just, like, it was so good to see a friendly face and I just burst into tears. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think now it feels it feels good to be back knowing that the little loose ends that Um, we were worried about our okay and that you know, my Imogen is happy. She's so happy to be here and it's it's it was still hard, but yeah, it feels good and it feels like we made the right decision, especially as cases continue to rise there and Germany continue other countries continue to like lock down borders and things there. It it feels it feels good.
3: Feels good to be home.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: What are things like uh, with um, with Imogen now? Is, did she notice kind of like has she? I mean, what is? I guess what is she processing now? And yeah, what's her? We, what, do you, can you talk about her experience or what you yeah. can tell of it?
0: Yeah. So we had been talking a little bit. I I, I don't know. You know. I. There's no parenting book that's like how to talk to your kids about a pandemic, and <laughs> so <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah,
0: and and so I was really upfront, and I said, you know, people are getting sick, and we have to stay home to make sure we don't get sick and that we don't get other people sick. And then when we decided to fly back, I said, it's important that we go to gigi's house and then i said it's going to be a hard few days and that we're going to be in a lot of airplanes and we're going to be at a lot of airports and we have to be a team and we have to work together to get to gigi's house and and she was awesome Uh, she was a trooper and she slept well and she was a great traveler um she On one of our first flights, she got a little pilot's cap from the airline. And so on Sunday when we were coming through O'Hare and in Denver, she was walking with her suitcase behind her with a pilot's cap on and you could see in everyone's face at the airport when they saw her, it was like a little bit of levity. She was so happy and she was like tipping her hat at all the pilots. And <laughs> they would like tip their hats back and she didn't have a care in the world. It's um, oh, precious. And it felt, it felt good that, you know, we I felt like I'd explained to her as much as I could. And in a way that was like respectful of that, you know, she realizes something's going on. And also she was still, happy and she was, I don't know, she could have fun. So.
3: And then she got to Gigi's house in South Dakota. And, uh, I was surprised that you said she was very excited to see the snow.
0: Oh, she was so, we didn't see We didn't have snow in Germany. So
3: most kids, I don't know if many kids are missing the snow or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but
0: I think that's a Minnesota thing. We hadn't seen any snow and she was all about it.
3: Did you guys go out and play?
0: Yeah. And then, we've there it's a big outdoor we have a lot of outdoors so it's good that she can play outside we started gardening today so that that okay. was nice
3: mm-hmm. is the weather kind of turning nice uh where you are
0: yeah yeah it's probably mid 60s today so oh that felt that's awesome. so
3: nice
0: mm-hmm.
3: um so now you're kind of settling into south dakota what is the I don't know what do you see as the future i don't know how far you feel like you can look into the future but
0: Yeah. So we've got um, six more days of like official quarantine where we're not, we haven't, you know, I haven't given my mom a hug yet. We haven't, we've been downstairs. They've been upstairs. She's been upstairs. We haven't, um, you know, talked to her face to face at all. So after Two weeks, I think we'll go upstairs. <laughs> We've had yeah. kind of a reverse Downton Abbey situation, like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then I don't know. We're gonna keep. We're going to keep playing it by ear. We, I don't think we'll go visit grandparents. You know, we still have a lot of family here, and so it feels weird to be here and to not feel like we can go see them. But I don't think that it's a responsible thing to do right now. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah, us too. We have uh, family in the city, and we're not. Yeah, not going to see them. Um, so you're you're just uh, the word everyone use is using. You're hunkering down.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: Uh, I don't think I've ever heard people say hunker down more than in the last few weeks. You're like, I'm hunkering down. We're all hunkering down. Everybody in the world is hunkering down.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. you
3: guys are going to hunker down in South Dakota. I'm like, when do you come back to Minnesota?
0: <laughs> I know. I, I don't know when. Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully soon. Yeah. I, I, I just am so thankful that we've got, you know, the privilege of having the ability to fly back and the family who could make this work for us and support us and everything. And that. That has made it so much easier yeah it's huge and good friends to talk to
3: yeah, always mm-hmm. um, I'm very glad that you are back safe and uh, i'm I'm super glad that Imogen is happy,
0: yeah, me too I, That's like the
3: best thing in the whole world
0: yeah i I'm really happy too. it it it's hard feeling like a traumatic thing happening to you and balancing, mitigating it for yourself and mitigating it for your child. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard balance. I think
3: it's really hard, but it also feels it's a gift to be able to be with a child. who's happy right now. Um, Yeah. One, because it rubs off on you and just feels nice. But two, because as a parent, you feel like, okay, today was a good day. It doesn't really matter what I, what, what happened with me. She's, she's doing good yeah yeah she's doing good and that's like the best thing I agree so you did it you got home you got yep. a happy baby
0: yep and I still haven't watched any in Gilmore Girls but
3: you know what I have a feeling you have time <laughs>
0: I think so I think so <laughs> all
3: right well thanks for the update and uh, I know I'll uh, be getting more um, as we go along but I'm really glad that you're home safe
0: Thank you. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah. Yep.
3: All right. Talk soon.
0: Yep. Bye-bye.
3: In the second part of this episode, we're talking to Stephanie. Stephanie and I met in college and now she lives with her family in Dallas. She works in national defense at a cybersecurity firm and we hadn't talked since our college days. It became clear in our conversation that she's such a family woman. She loves her husband, her stepkids, and her dogs, who you can sometimes hear in the background. And she has a special place in her heart for nearly a dozen chickens that have helped her support her neighbors during the pandemic. Hello. We're on. We're doing the thing.
1: Sweet. I love it. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so glad
3: you're doing this with me. Okay, so, wow. Uh, I mean, very long time for us. Yeah. uh, Since we've had a chat, social media has kept us together all this time.
1: Yes. Yep. Yes.
3: And now we're all depending on social media to keep us together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how that's worked out, but we are all reconnecting. (laughs)
3: Isn't that so funny? Do you think it's funny? I mean, not to like we don't have to go down a social media rabbit hole as it were, although that's all we're doing these days, but um what I mean to say is, do you, don't you think it's funny that there's so much talk about how social media is keeping us more disconnected and then all of a sudden we're all like, we need social media. <laughs> don't go anywhere social media.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like you know, you have the good and the bad with it. But all of a sudden, here we are, a bunch of us getting reconnected. I'm talking with people I never would have talked to, you know, because we would have just yeah. I see their Facebook posts and then I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I, I know they're doing OK. And that's it. That's the end of it. And I'm FaceTiming people. I mean, I'm FaceTiming my sister and we were both looking at each other like, why haven't we done this before?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, that's sweet.
1: So yeah, I'm in I'm enjoying it. But I I definitely have been on the other side where I was like, man, social media is destroying all of our minds.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you're you're reconnecting to people. Um, Are you spending a lot of time on on like video chats and stuff right now?
1: Um, not so much video chats. I think I've been FaceTiming with my family a lot cause they don't live. So my dad and my youngest sister live in, um, Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of my family live about an hour away, but they're still in the DFW Metroplex area, but they are all like off work. They're in their self quarantine, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, my husband and I Still have to go to work, so we're still working, and then we're coming home. So we are definitely not seeing anybody since we have to like go out and venture into the world and then come back.
3: I don't actually know what you do for work.
1: Uh, so I work for a defense contract company. So oh. I'm in cybersecurity, and Whoa. so technically, technically, we're considered essential. What we do for national defense. So I, I have like even a little pass in case I get pulled over by you know law enforcement
3: wow is that happening in texas now like I, I guess in the metro is it is it by county i'm trying to remember
1: so dallas county i think so far that i know of is been the strictest about it i have not personally heard of anybody getting pulled over or anything like that or stopped um but you know supposedly it's happening so what
3: is the, what does the past look like is it like a driver's license
1: no, it's just like a letter on my company's letterhead, you know, saying basically if there's any concerns to contact this number and it's like an HR number or something. Um okay. for them to, you know, get verification that what I'm saying is true. So it's just yeah, like a little letter, official letter.
3: Um, and then I'm supposed to
1: show it with my badge.
3: Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, uh, I don't, you know, we met in college. I don't remember what you studied in college. Is cybersecurity a thing that you like? How did you get there? Because I'm, I'm trying to like, I, I don't know the pieces between (laughs) Abilene Christian University and (laughs) and cybersecurity. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, our lives now. So, not at all. When I was at ACU, or when we were at ACU, I was studying international studies, Mm -hmm. and from acu i went to unt university of north texas and i actually studied foreign language and but i was like i don't know i struggled in college for real Mm. and so after like five years i was just like okay what is going to get me the f out of this place and so i actually graduated with a general studies degree and i had a minor in japanese but at the time i was interning at my company um Raytheon and I was doing translation work for them because I'm bilingual Spanish and English and then I had studied mm-hmm. French in college. So I was doing a lot of translation work for them and so I got my foot in the door that way as an intern and then they hired me full time after I graduated into engineering. So it's kind of been like a on the job learning process. Cool. And then and then I recently went back to school Uh, a couple years ago, and I just graduated in December with my master's degree in cybersecurity.
3: Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That's like (laughs) quite the trajectory. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it was just like totally, I don't know, honestly, it feels like a total fluke that I ended up in that field um, and then just managed to stick it out. So I've been there 11 years now.
3: So you like, I mean, I don't don't know what that technically looks like. Are you on a computer? Are you like... Is there code involved? I literally have no idea.
1: I don't code I mean, I also all. can you
3: like tell me, I'm like, I don't know if you can tell me these things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I mean, I can talk about what I do. Um, so from my aspect, uh, I do a lot of policy and compliance work. So basically um, making sure that we're abiding by privacy laws and, um, that we're, you know, protecting data, that we're encrypting data, you know, just basically it's all like privacy and making sure data is secure, whether whether it's stored, whether it's being transmitted. Um, and then, and, you know, basically so it can't get hacked or what do you do if you do get hacked and how do you recover it and that kind of thing. So I do a lot of, it's, it's a lot of policy enforcement basically. Okay. So I don't, I don't write any code. Um, Thank God, actually, I just, I think I would be really bad at that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, that's per- so so uh, now I'm like, okay, great. I have someone to call when I'm nervous about my data.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, encrypting your data. Um, how would you recover these, you know, podcasts if you lost them or somebody hacked your account? Yes, that's me.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay. So everybody actually in this world, like, wants to know someone you- like you, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, now that we're all, you know, now that so much of our lives are conducted online and in the cloud, well, and on computers.
1: Well, and I was thinking about it because you know, when I was in school, we have a lot of classes about okay, hey, this natural disaster occurs. Like, how do you keep your operations mm-hmm. going? And not once did anyone ever mention a pandemic like this. And as this started happening, I was just, you know, been watching the news and I have some friends that own businesses and things like that. And I've just been watching everybody, um, react to it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this spans way further than technology companies. You know, how do you handle these type of crisis situations? Um, especially for something like this that I don't, you know, nobody saw this coming. So.
3: Well, and I, I think, um, we think of crises like happening in specific parts of the world, you know it's like Katrina, you know Hurricane Katrina happened in a specific part of the world, and it shaped a lot of of American culture and the way we think about government and the way we think about community, et cetera. but it happened in one spot, and like all of the, we 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 approach crises that way, but i don't I don't know if everyone like I've never thought about. Other than, like, I guess maybe zombie stuff. <laughs> you know, about yeah. like, global, like the global like, crisis. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, but I, I think know. about that too. Like, like, should we all just have like a getaway bag in our house with a bunch of cash in case, you know, everything I mean, just
3: goes at <laughs> I mean, probably I not cash. Like, probably cash isn't that useful in that situation. <laughs> it's going to be well, what if- it, I'm like. I don't know. We, we need, like, a zombie like your...
1: expert. Yeah, okay. Actually, we do. Do you know any? Can, <laughs> I... can
3: that be the next
1: podcast?
3: <laughs> maybe I or Maybe I do need to talk to my brother-in-law. I think he's uh, a bit of a prepper in that way, which is, like, in a, in a fine way. I don't think he has, like a bunker anywhere but um
1: last year I I feel like I had a lot of foresight and I decided I was going to be like a little backyard homesteader and I bought a bunch of chickens and it was so funny because I don't I honestly don't really know what possessed me to get chickens I don't have a gigantic backyard I live in a suburb but there's no HOA so I can have chickens okay (laughs) And so, but like, thankfully this year, I mean, all my chickens are grown and they're laying eggs. So I've been able to actually give eggs out. Um, And that's been great because eggs have been sold out in like almost every grocery store. And so, yeah, that's been one way I've been able to kind of help and support people in just like a simple, simple, easy, silly way.
3: (laughs) Um, How many chickens do you have?
1: So I have 11 chickens.
3: Holy moly.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, so, that's a serious, like, homesteader thing, 11 chickens.
1: Yeah, so... Do they and, lay every day? Yeah, chickens lay, Um, they lay once, about, yeah, about once a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they it takes wow. them 18 hours to make an egg, is what they say. So, about So, you really one are a getting,
3: like, a, a dozen, almost a dozen eggs every day. Yep. That is awesome. Oh, my gosh. I wish that I had chickens right now. i like... I so. do you have any other like homesteady things in the backyard besides the chickens? You know, like grow strawberries or something?
1: Um, I recently acquired a grapevine and then blackberries, blueberries. I have a peach tree growing and um and and a tomato plant.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay, so I predict that uh, in the next couple of years we're gonna have a surge in the homesteading. Um, and the, like this, the the thing that you're doing, you're like ahead of a new curve, I think, because I think after all of this, uh, run on all like across the country on, you know, various household goods, people are going to want to have them at their home.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, because it's, yeah. it's like the chickens are super easy. If anybody needs to know about raising chickens, I will answer questions all day long. I become an obsessed with chickens, uh, <laughs> something I never thought I'd say, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's super easy. It's a lot of fun. It's therapeutic. And then boom, in a crisis, uh, you have eggs to give away
3: or that's so cool
1: fruit or whatever it is.
3: (laughs) That's so awesome. Okay. I love that so much. What kind of changes have you noticed around you in, in your family life, your community, um, with everything that's going on?
1: So one of the big things I've noticed is um, I have dogs and so I'm always walking my dogs. That's kind of like my, you know, get home from work or first thing in the morning. Uh, I'd like to kind of grab my cup of coffee and go for a walk with the dogs. And mm. I have noticed so many more people outside, like families walking, people walking their dogs. I'm like, I've lived here forever and I've never seen this person with this dog. And mm. um, and so I just – I feel like i'm seeing people actually live their lives more and on one hand it's made me super happy and on the other hand i'm like man i think we're all realizing how much more there is to life than just going to work and how much it, i don't know it is nice to just get outside and maybe we've been forced to do it um i'm trying to stay on the bright side of it but yeah. i mean i don't know i think that's been really like nice for me to see it's just like well, like we're you know i see parents with their kids and it makes me really happy to see them playing in their yard and i haven't seen it ever and um you know are playing um with their dog or yeah going on a dog walk
3: yeah i love so that so that's
1: i think i i and i've seen somebody start a garden so uh i want to start a garden now um <laughs> uh, so i i've seen a lot of that, that and i i really like that
3: I, something about like changing the patterns of life so drastically, so quickly. Um, I think people are picking up some things that in a month from now, we won't necessarily want to give up, if that makes sense. The walks outside yeah. and the, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think, you know, now that a lot of us have time to do some of those things, which are maybe things we've said we've always wanted to do, but we've just gotten into the habit of not prioritizing them. Now that you're able to do it, you know, I think it will put value back into it. And then, yeah, we won't want to give it up.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think about my like two kids and as I will say, today was a very stressful day for me (laughs) Um, with the kids, just like just like uh, all normal kinds of parenting stress in terms of just like... um, kids not doing what you need them to do in the minute that you need them to do it. Um, But I am not eager to spend less time with them. Like when this all shakes out and they go back to daycare and that's like, I think of all the things that people might have newly new rhythms of their life that they will want to keep.
1: Yeah, I am excited because we've actually gotten to spend more time with our kids. So I have four step kids. And oh. um, since they're out of school, you know, normally we don't get to see them except for every other weekend. They live about an hour away. Um, and so with them being out of school, we've actually gotten more of an opportunity to see them. And that will be I mean, eventually they'll go back to school, but that will be something that's that will be really hard to give back. Um, so I feel mm. you on that one. I feel you on not wanting to lose yeah. time with the kids, even if they're and not listening. The,
3: <laughs> well, and the the desire to have a, like, like, even if they go back to school, it'll be you, the desire to have that time will be there. And if you can hang on to that desire, it'll push you to do more family dinners or maybe plan a, like a vacation of some kind or be intentional in the week. You know what I mean? Where, where you might not have been so intentional before.
1: Yeah, we actually have started doing family dinners um, and it's it's so funny. I went to an estate sale prior to, you know, all the shutdowns and I mm-hmm. picked up this new habit of getting or finding unique candlesticks because I've decided that like family dinners or sitting down to the dinner table by candlelight is like my new way oh. of fa- fancying things up you know it's like we might be eating macaroni yeah. and cheese and a can of tuna but we're gonna do it by candlelight damn it
2: <laughs> i love that
1: so i love uh, that so yes yeah, so i've just been finding like these little unique candle holders and my favorite so far is a pair of brass dragons that i found and they're really cool so Yeah.
3: Well, um, I would love to see those candlesticks. I think that maybe you should do some posting on social media about this collection of candlesticks that you're making or that you're getting together. Um, okay. And I love the, I love the intention. I think it's just so sweet.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I remember growing up, you know, I'm from a big family. And so We'd, I, I, f- I feel like I'm so old saying this, like, oh, we didn't have these things. But, I mean, we really didn't have iPads and, you know, cell phones know, and stuff like that. Yeah. We still, <laughs> so, I mean, we did family dinners. Like, that was a thing. And I just kind of completely forgot about that. And then recently I was just like, why don't we just, like, all sit down at the table and put our phones up? Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. It's something I've gotten back into recently. And I, I really like it. And, um, you know, there is – not just connection, but meaningful connection. I think through that, at least in our little family circle, and so that's been good.
3: Yeah, I think that if you're in a, you know, I, I love. I'm very happy that you and your husband have jobs right now. I, and I think we're all aware that there are a lot of people um, that are that are suffering through the financial part of this crisis. Um, yeah. And if you, but even if you're in a harder position. I hope this is an opportunity for people to establish some of those new rhythms of life and new intentions to make their life as beautiful as they want it to be. You know, I hope that there is some space for that in everyone's life right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do too. I mean, it is hard times. I know that there's been a lot of loss. Um, You know, I know several people close to me have lost their job or been furloughed and, you know, they're not really sure what's going to happen. And then, of course, even with that, it's like, you know, how do you pay your bills? Um, But Mm -hmm. I've been very pleasantly surprised with the amount of people that are really trying to look at the positive side and the bright side. And I just feel like that's something that... I don't know, culturally, we haven't been very good at lately or socially. I just, you know, it's so easy to focus on the negative um, and it's really easy to get caught up in it and not to detract at all from, from anybody's real life struggles. Yeah. But it, it is great to see ways that we can try to keep ourselves, you know, hyped up and still going forward and taking those baby steps forward, even when it's tough.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I um, I hope I hope that for everyone. Uh, it's a it's a hard time and it's scary, but um, uh, today was the first real spring day in Minnesota and or in Minneapolis, I should say, uh, where it felt like oh the weather's warm and there's like little sprouts of green things starting to grow, and that was enough for me. You know, it was enough to just be happy and to feel feel some joy in the middle of everything.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah, hoping for the nice. weather to stay nice here and get nicer. here. <laughs> I mean, not too hot. Not too hot. It gets hot in Texas. Well,
3: but... I know it's it's coming for you.
1: <laughs> You'll be happy <laughs> for some
3: quarantine in the AC in, in July.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. I'll be like, please, yeah. please keep us home in the AC. <laughs>
3: um, well, so I have a couple more questions. The first one is, um, yeah. is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you?
1: anything that I wanted to talk about. Well, I wanted to talk about you and your babies.
3: (laughs) Oh, well, they are wonderful. They're so sweet. Um, they, I think the first week of this quarantine stuff was pretty tough for the rhythm of kind of their expectations and not going to daycare and not seeing people that they love and, Mm -hmm. um, not going to playgrounds, which is a normal thing that we love to do. Um, but now that the weather's warm and we're getting out a little bit and we have a rhythm, now they're, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. And I, I, I'm feeling very grateful for all this time with them. Truly grateful. Oh.
1: Well, I'm obsessed with all your posts about them and I love oh. following it. Y'all are so Thank cute.
3: <laughs> well, they're doing all the cute work. I'm just like, I'm just hanging out in, 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 in the presence of, of the cuteness.
1: No, you're in there too. <laughs>
3: um, oh, well, okay. So my other question is, um, do you have any words of encouragement for someone who is listening now who probably could use a little lift?
1: Um, I love you. Message me. Message Brent. Message someone. Um, I think there's enough love to go around. Uh, you know, we can't hug each other, but I'm sending my virtual hugs and love. And you know, uh yeah, I guess just putting the love out there and saying, you know, if you need a friend, I'll be a friend. Um
3: where can they know, find you?
1: I, yeah. They can find me on Instagram at me rewilding. That's kind of a lengthy word. Um or my email, steph 1400 at yeah. gmail.com. I'm gonna publish that out there. So
3: That is um, so sweet. That yeah. is so sweet. Well, Um, thank you for all the love and thanks for, uh, sharing this time with me and, um, and for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
3: In the last part of this episode, we're talking to Chewy. Chewy was in my wedding and he and I lived near each other in Armenia when we were both Peace Corps volunteers 10 years ago. Now he lives in DC with his adorable dog named Copper. Like most of us, he's working from home and he takes breaks on a stoop, which provides incredible scenery for these trying pandemic days. Hello. Hey. We're on, we're doing the thing.
2: Good to talk to you in this time of coronavirus.
3: Yeah, in this this, uh, epoch (laughs) of uh, the new epoch.
2: I, I like I keep wanting I make like a love in the time of coronavirus joke.
3: Yeah, I, I keep. Well, you know, I, I think um, it is a different time for sure. I think it's like blank in the time of coronavirus is interesting. <laughs> Any, anything.
2: <Yes>. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> Everything is different now. Yep. Um. OK, so uh, speaking of things that are different now, what's wh- what's your life like right now? What's going on with you?
2: well like low-key i hate to say this but for me this is all really kind of good because uh one i in my like preferred world i would telework full-time anyway right so like now i get to do this and because i'm planning to move to you know alaska in a year or or whatever Mm -hmm. like this is actually a good uh point for me to to demonstrate that in fact i can work full like telework full time and be productive and do well so it's like a good way for me to show an example that i can do this
3: wait okay so wait do do people at work know that you are moving to alaska
2: no they don't not yet
3: okay so should i air that part
2: oh it's fine whatever
3: no, all right all right it's a new I am, world
2: i am not careful in any part in time in my life so like it'll it'll be no it'll be totally fine don't worry, don't worry about that one
3: yeah so There's you're no uh
2: i would ever find that because like i'm not connected with anyone at work on social media or whatever so like you know even in the rare case that would happen like if it happens fine i don't even care but like it's not gonna happen
3: okay but so you're teleworking now which is yep. uh, not your norm normally you're uh, not at the office right. yep um yeah.
2: Yeah, like I work like one time a, a week, but like now it's full time, so yeah, that's different, obviously. And obviously, like I can't go out and see friends, and whatnot. that that sucks. Like I am a little bit like I'm super social, like I'm a super social person, but I'm very much an introverted extrovert. So like there's long periods of my life where you know I actually really like a lot of like social distance, right? Um, and to just sort of like be by myself, but like it does definitely suck. Like I went over to a friend's place on Sunday and had dinner, and you know <laughs> sat five feet away from each other. Um, and that was weird, but like, you know, so it's, it's that really, like that does suck. Right.
3: That's so weird. Okay. So you actually yeah. like went to someone's house. Mm-hmm. So, some people would say they wouldn't even go to someone's house, but were you just like, I have to like see a human.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, like I'm going to do what I can, but I'm also going to like the corner store to buy groceries. Right. So like there's, there's just some aspect of this where like we can, we have to do our best to maintain as much social distance as possible. But like, also there are, you know, at least I know that my friend is washing all his doorknobs. Right. Um, and, you Which know, it's not the, the same quarter. as the grocery store. No, exactly. Like I met the grocery store and like, fuck, I don't know, like when the last time they, they washed this, this, you know, doorknob or whatever it was. So like, at least there's some aspect of going to our friend's house and knowing that he's at least being careful.
3: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. And you, uh, and then you sat five feet away.
2: <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Maintain our distance. We did not, we did not hug
3: and kiss. How long are you sitting five feet away? I mean, like, is this entire... like an hour long dinner?
2: Oh yeah, I mean like we were you know, we were like had a couple hours. I mean, we were sat on the couch, right? So it's like whatever. And like we had copper in between us, so that happened. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean like you know, we weren't sitting at a table or anything, we were sitting on a couch like watching T V and, and eating dinner, but like yeah, the entire time we we're like sitting away from each other.
3: That's weird. Were you it's conscious so of that? Like, are you thinking oh, yeah. the whole time, like, okay, I have to, like, stay far away from this person?
2: Yeah, I definitely was. And it is so weird to, like, think that, right? Because, like, the first thing I would do is give him a hug and a kiss, like, when I saw him, right? But that's not the first thing I did. I was, like, give him a kiss, and that's, you know, made a a distance. It's it's very weird. Um, It's a very strange thing
3: that is that's so strange like i can't even like so two hours what did you like watch tv like yeah. you do. You were...
2: yeah we caught up on drag race um okay
3: know. okay okay so this which, is like basically which, like by, normal which, which, friend hangout
2: which, yeah which by the way like uh like side note i think I, so i haven't been watching drag race for the last i don't know three or four seasons and now watching it i think i've kind of lost interest uh-oh i know
3: well, it and did, it's just you because, know, like, so
2: many seasons by this time, and I've seen them all. and It's like, it's not actually gonna, it's not any new. The looks are new, right? I um, mean, that's cool, but like, you know, the the drama of the queens, like, is kind of the same. And although the whole sherry pie thing, I don't know if you read about that.
3: Uh, I mean, I got like the tiniest little bit of it, and I was grossed, so I moved garbage, on. Garbage, garbage. I haven't watched any of this season. This is the first season I haven't watched.
2: It's, I mean, it's good, like, 100%. Like, it's, it's as good as ever. I mean, the actually. The first episode, um, all their looks and the co- like, the the competition they did, the little mini competition, were outstanding.
3: Oh man, I should be watching.
2: I'm and
3: missing it. I'm missing it.
2: I really just miss the the opportunity to get together with friends and watch. Mm,
3: yeah. You know. Yeah, I do know, and I have to say. Um, I am so thankful to have another adult who lives in mm. this house with me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It,
3: it's like, it's everything right now to have yeah. another adult human that I love and, you yeah. know, can hug and hold and, and uh, be with because I know that, you know, if you don't have that and you want to see someone, it's hard right now.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to sort of set up FaceTime, but so that's just not the same as being with somebody. <laughs> um yeah it sucks i i uh again another side note i will say i've had more opportunities to like sit on my stoop and just like look at the people walking by and there's some <laughs> real thirst traps in my neighborhood <laughs> Ugh, i'm here for it See, i we're all, we're so getting back. We're, many creeper pictures
3: we're getting uh back to basics here
2: yep, yep. we're
3: getting back to basics yeah go t- bring it back to local that's what exactly. this is all about,
2: all back to local
3: <laughs> just bring it back to local and local
2: and local and chewy's life is always thirstily looking around at any man walking past
3: i mean d c is uh is actually a city that has a lot of beautiful people in it,
2: oh my God, yes, it's so really true many. There's so, so many, many. I, do you
3: think it has something to do with like like dc like uh, the need to keep up appearances in dc because it is the city that it is you know it is like this, like
2: well i don't know because like new yorkers would say that dc is a city full of ugly people oddly enough
3: um oh, that's and, weird i don't know understand.
2: There's like there's kind of i kind of get that because like new york is full of really beautiful people with really amazing fashion and i yeah last time i was in new york actually i had like the best moment of my life because i was walking down the street and some like fashion queen yelled out the door at me that she loved my look and i was like yes, yes this is all i needed in life is to be validated yes. by this fashion queen <laughs> um i don't know i don't know what it is like you know i, know what it so is. I don't know yeah, what it I, is yeah I don't know, but I'm but DC it.
3: has it and here you are on the stoop uh, during the pandemic uh, and uh, just look around this, uh, you know six feet of space though
2: that's fine I mean look that gives me the opportunity for them to not notice how creepily I'm looking at them
3: <laughs> excellent okay so during the <laughs> pandemic you are not going outside much except to creep on your neighbors which you yep. know I kind, of, I kind of feel like it, you're maintaining your distance that's right you, I mean respectful cool. yeah yeah, we're, we're, there's there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, Appreciating, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're in. I, I think you're onto something. People should. And, uh,
2: even if, even, and even if there was something wrong with it I don't give a fuck.
3: Yeah, and also just like be appreciated. Let let yourself yes. be appreciated, people. Yes, exactly. Go out and appreciate your neighbors. That's just what this is strut all about.
2: around where as <laughs> few close as possible and let us all look.
3: It's is all it that weather? Before. Is is uh, that the so the weather well, right now?
2: Some of it has been like the, there have been days of the weekend where it was really gorgeous, but now it's kind of back to cold and rainy all week. So like I had an opportunity for about like four days of it, but now it's kind of like back cold and rainy spring yeah. weather.
3: And Minnesota won't get there for a while, which mm. uh, which is good, I think. Ultimately, if we're in this kind of isolation period, yeah. you know, I I I'm glad it's not like super nice outside and everybody just uh, wants like to go California to California
2: and Florida and everybody's going to the fucking beach. Yeah. Jesus.
3: I'm 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 sure if it was nice weather here, you know, someone said, uh, yeah. someone said they went to walk around the lake and they they posted on Instagram this picture and it was like ice on the lake, you know, gray day. And yeah. She, and she was like, I feel like I am at the state fair right now. There's so many people here.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, and I almost like I almost, oh. like, almost unthinkingly went down to like uh, go see the cherry blossoms um, with uh, with our mutual Aww. friend Haley. Um Aww. And then. Uh, and then I thought again about it, and was like, oh, wait, no. I think I thought about it again, because actually I read an article like with the D.C. police warning people not to go to the Cherry Blossom Festival, and actually they just closed down the tile base and finally today. Um, and I was just like, oh, fuck, right. It's like Man, you have to I'm remind s- yourself in you know, these, these yeah. situations in which you've just you don't even think about it.
3: Well, and like it's like the most beautiful time of the year.
2: Yeah, yes, the cherry blossoms. It's so gorgeous outside. I mean, the nice thing is like also everywhere in DC they have all these like um, blossoming trees because there's a lot of these like cherry trees and just fruit trees around. So like my block is utterly gorgeous right now. Like there's this one section of it that's just all like blossoming trees, and it is so beautiful.
3: Mm. Yeah, we won't get that for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We do yeah. get we do get blossoming trees in Minnesota, but. uh yeah, it's it's not happening till next month.
2: Yeah, totally. So we had, we're, um, we're so cold. Uh, we had uh, uh, it, you know, on my college campus, like a whole like walk of, of really beautiful blossoming trees, but there are these pear trees that 100% when they blossom smell like semen. And so there's a time in spring where the entire fucking campus would just t- smell like semen. It's actually like there's an article in the paper uh, <laughs> mentioning the semen oh smell. God. I was oh my god
3: <laughs> oh my God! okay it's official now i officially have to put a parental advisory at the beginning of your podcast
2: oh, yeah well you should have known that ahead of time
3: excellent so happy about this um we're here for it this is this is real life people mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. real life the this semen real, trees this is this the is thirst real life traps in also, DC.
2: yes this is real life in the mind and experience of chewy like you're all yeah. experiencing what goes on in my head at all times
3: Okay, Chewy. So then I am curious about what in your life do you feel like you're drawing from that's prepared you to live in this moment, in the pandemic moment?
2: Uh, I mean, Armenia, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, you know, I spent so much time trying not to go outside just because I didn't want to have to fucking deal with going outside and like the emotional... You know, burden of just confronting all the ochbers, uh, you know, laughing at you and staring at you like it was just ugh. so. Like I, started, I just remember spending so much time figuring out in Armenia how I could not go outside.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry you felt that way. I didn't have that same Vonadzor feeling. Mm. Like I, you know, well, I, my you small walked, town you, wasn't like that.
2: Yes, exactly. Because when you went outside, it was people you knew. Yeah. And we you know was, you know, Armenia. I went outside. And it was just another fucking, you know, bunch of bears that I did not know, and they're just all sitting eating, you know, sunflower seeds like a bunch of birds. Yeah, it's hard to be. I I, I, lo- I loved Armenia. I loved my Peace Corps experience. I loved so many, you know, Armenians. But like that experience of just like having to. to find out ways to not go outside so you don't have to deal with that sucked.
3: And and spending a lot of time alone. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. Spending a lot of time alone and figuring also like figuring out how to be productive in mm-hmm. a situation that didn't necessarily draw productivity out of you if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. And I will say the one thing like that this whole coronavirus and all like the move to online has done is it has really opened up people's creativity um and Hmm. or really just it's allowed you to see their creativity in ways that they would have shown in other public spaces but not online now it's all moved online people are doing all this stuff publicly and it's a real actual like fount of creativity and inspiration
3: yeah i agree with that especially i mean like i we're both inspired by queer people Mm -hmm. everywhere and, uh, I feel like queer spaces online. I mean, okay. I will, uh, this, okay. I am not a studied person. I'm not like a scholar or an academic of any kind, mm-hmm. but I do feel that queer people have done always taken to the internet as soon yep. as the internet was available. Yep. And so it, once again, you know, we're, the world turns to the internet and I feel like queer people are like, yeah, welcome. This is our <laughs> yep. space
2: agreed 100 percent. i mean i think the most sort of interesting and creative uses that you're seeing online end up coming from queer communities yeah um know, it's funny because like queer people go online for two things uh to hook up and to be creative
3: <laughs> <laughs> which is not mutually exclusive
2: no it is not
3: it's not mutually exclusive
2: it is not mutually exclusive
3: but you know you brought up drag race and i feel like um you know that's happening on VH1, which is very big and popular now. But like mm-hmm. that art was happening online and visible online for a long, for years before, um, before Drag Race, and of yeah, course I... visible in clubs and visible in public spaces as oh, yeah. well. But
2: yeah, I agree, and I mean that's very really cool. It's sort of like a, there's um, uh, a number of local queens who have um, moved online and are doing fairly regular um, online appearances in order to. Um, you know, raise money for service industry folks who have lost out on money. And so it's like, also just a beautiful demonstration of queer people coming together to help their communities. Like they all, like we always have done.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That is really beautiful. I wish I could spend more time online. I have a couple of, (laughs) uh, um, bosses that live in my house that, uh, (laughs) really demand my time. Yes, you did, right? Um I actually like I'm like I've gotten on TikTok for the first time. I don't know if That's you're really a TikTok person.
2: I'm not. I'm not. No, absolutely. I, not.
3: Uh, um I'm finding a lot of uh, queer queer inspiration there, which is pretty fun. Uh, a lot yeah. of uh, queer parents on TikTok that right. I, I think I think it's because I have a friend who uh is a close friend and knows a lot about my family and and she got me on TikTok and now we're like mm she's sending me all these things and
2: yeah. So you're, you're sort of tied into like a, a queer, like family, um, yeah. you know, uh, environment and atmosphere. And, and in general, yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, uh,
3: but also I think that like people who want to be drag queens, but don't want to do the work. TikTok is a great, um, medium. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, have you, have you like, uh, followed or seen any of the, um, the really like young drag queens? There's all this, like, no. um, there's, Oh, there's an amazing like burgeoning movement of I'm talking like ten, eleven year old um, drag kids. Their, their parents are like taking them to the local drag competitions to like, like you know, oh build God, for kids and it everything. So it is beautiful. I think there's like a, a recent episode of uh, the Nancy podcast, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite.
3: Podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Nancy.
2: Yeah. Yes, so good. Uh, I think that they did, um, a, an episode on it recently, like one of the most recent ones. So you should like go and check it out. And if they don't like subscribe to Nancy already, they should now immediately.
3: I will link it in the show notes. Yeah. Go perfect. to the show notes, find Nancy. It's awesome. It it's truly amazing. is awesome. But I love yeah. that. And I, um, I, I hope my kids feel that, um, I don't want to say brave cause that's not the right word. I want to, I want them to feel at ease to be yeah. as creative and comfortable and, and, and excited about their craft and their art as they want to be.
2: Yeah. Totally. Do you watch, do you watch Schitt's Creek at all? Oh yeah. Um, the, so the, the, the last season I thought was so lovely the way that they did this. Um, and I'm sure, you know, everybody who's listens has probably already watched Schitt's Creek. But again, if you don't, yeah,
3: and if you don't skip okay, ahead and watch, no, no, if
2: yeah. you don't. Oh yeah. No, this will be a minor plot. Well, actually, yeah. Um, where, where, um, Patrick's parents, like when they find out, you know, that he's gay, the reaction is not, oh, we're upset that he's gay. We're upset that he didn't feel comfortable telling us. I thought that was so lovely. Like I think, I mean, look, your your kids are gonna be fine they're growing up in an environment that is creative that is queer that is just open to whoever they want to be whether they're queer or not so like i have no doubt that your parents you know yeah. that your kids like they're always at some point in time g- there's gonna be stuff that they don't want to tell you because like their kids and they're gonna be teenagers and of course like kids don't want to talk to their parents like that's gonna happen but you know like in terms of their core identity i have no doubt that you're you know raising a household um that is you know a, a supportive wonderful environment that they'll feel comfortable like doing that if I need to thank I you for saying that,
3: that. No thank doubt. you for saying that especially now when it feels uh much harder than it did a week ago mm. to be a parent
2: <laughs> tell, really, tell me about that
3: it's just um you know well, they were in daycare and I was uh I've uh-huh. been trying to like uh do freelance work for you know since they were born and mm. n- now it's uh, I, I all of a sudden You know, you have to sort of take
2: full time taking care of them.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm working from eight to eleven. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if I get a nap time in there Mm. um, and with uh, Charlie home right now that, Mm -hmm. you know, we share some of that. But he has, um, you know, he has his work to do. And so we're just trying to balance it all. It's just um, much different than I thought it would be.
2: Yeah, how's Charlie Trust doing
3: on this on this whole thing? I, uh... I've been
2: watching his i've been watching his Instagram, which has been lovely, but like how's he doing on this whole thing?
3: you know hair salons are part of the service industry and and yeah my My mom
2: my mom is a beautician and she is like all her businesses just suddenly you know dropped off especially because you know most of her clients are older women um yeah it's it's it's, uh it's actually been it's been a really kind of tough to to watch and see like you know i grew up poor and like to see a drop off in income like this for her really scares me yeah
3: yeah, it's um it is really real for all people in the service industry and yeah. and and um you know Charlie's biggest concern right now is um is taking care of his employees and maintaining a mm-hmm. business that will come out of this when it's mm-hmm. over. So yeah. far, you know, things are moving forward. It is the scariest time for their business for yeah. all brick and mortar businesses since yep. you know the shutdown in uh in Minneapolis, you know, all all businesses are pretty much shut down. Um, yeah. Except for like essentials, so yeah. um, it's a scary time. Um, but it's just at, at one day after the next, just taking one yeah. to one day at a time. Um, you brought up Schitt's Creek, and I do want to say that Charlie is watching it for the first time.
2: <gasps> oh my god,
3: magical! And it's honestly so perfect for all like middle class Americans who well, are uh... living through the coronavirus pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's all of a sudden, I mean, you know, we we're we not like, we're not at that family's level of income, The rest um, is but it's just so funny to like, watch these like super rich people all of a sudden, like lose yeah. everything about their life. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> uh, we can all laugh about this now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, it's not our story, but uh, we're finding some mm-hmm. funny jokes. Uh, it's yeah. good to laugh, good uh, to laugh good. about losing it all.
2: Yes, it Which, is right. Exactly, and also set our you yeah. to, to, to Eventually, everything will be fine. It's just gonna be hard as yeah. hell for a while.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind not of to minimize
2: bit. like the the real suffering that is happening right now. Like not at all to minimize that. Um, yeah,
3: yeah you know, there's it's there's really
2: awful for a lot of people.
3: It feels like there's two things that are very unsure now, and one is kind of the state of you know health in our country, and and mm-hmm. how and how this virus is impacting people's health. And then there's the financial crisis that is happening at the same time. And mm-hmm. they're ru- now they're running parallel to each other, but they are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're affecting, you know, you can be affected by one and not the other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Or you can be affected absolutely. by both for sure.
2: You're right. Exactly. You can be like affected by both and actually have like the health impact be amplified on you because of the, like the, the stress burden the, like the emotional or the 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 health burden of stress, right, is really high. You know, like, yeah. including also like the the um the health effects of isolation and loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh you know, there's a lot of uh, studies that sort of demonstrate that in times of um financial hardship and like recessions, you know, suicide goes up, suicidal ideation goes up. Um so like all of you out there, like if you're having feelings, it's okay, but talk to somebody.
3: Yeah talk to somebody and you have more power now than you might feel like you do to make your life better and make the lives around you better. That's yes. something that queer people know very well. Like yes. most queer people have been deeply depressed in their lives. Yes. And still have long come through periods it.
2: periods of time.
3: Yeah. And still come through it with the ability to make someone's life better and to make the world a better place. Yep. For the rest yep. of their life.
2: That's absolutely so, right. Yeah.
3: It um it has the world has changed, but the power that every person has hasn't.
2: No, yeah, absolutely That's right. Still, and it's fact, still true. You know, and again, sort of like when you just sort of look on the look on the bright side sort of as much as possible. All this all this right now is sort of reinforcing our need to really be intentional about yeah. how we connect with each other and and you know how much we tell each other that we love each other and really um ensure that we know each other like know that that's that's true right so like it's sort of increasing increasing the amount of intention, intentionality that we need to put towards that which is something we should have been doing for a long time but that we've been ignoring so like there's you know there is one aspect of this that's like oh actually by the way you really need to to reach out and and talk to your friends and your family and let them know you love them like at yeah. all times that actually like now's a really good time to do it because you need to
3: yeah and then and there's and the no there's the noise level is down you know it's like everything yeah. is mo- so much more clear now there's not so much noise like this is a great time yeah. to get clear about what's important and it, it's not yeah. that hard to figure yeah. out what's important because you just follow the love wherever it is
2: Yes, exactly right. You just sort of follow your heart. Like what are, what you you know, where your heart feels like it should be yeah. going, that's where you should be going. And it's like it's natural and, and and easy once you you listen to your heart for once in a while.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that leads you to the stoop in front of your yes, house Yes, it
2: does. It to leads watch beautiful
3: back to men your, walk by.
2: Leads you back to your <laughs> thirst, which was really the going <laughs> principle in your life in the first place.
3: And that's the that's the moral of the story here, Kid. That's
2: the moral of the story. <laughs> be thirsty focus
3: on your thirst what a wonderful place for us to wrap up yes um (laughs) uh, any other words you want to share with the children chewy stay thirsty stay thirsty all right (laughs) thanks so much (laughs) bye good
2: to talk to you bye
3: Thank you for listening and thank you to Chewy, Stephanie, and Christina for coming on the podcast and for connecting with all of us. If you feel like someone you know might feel comforted by hearing how everyday people are getting through these tough days, please share this podcast with them. If you, dear listener, want to be part of this podcast, go to habrantlove.com and tap coronavirus podcast on the menu or find me on Instagram at habrantlove. And if you'd like to help the podcast, please go review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We'll get through this together.